0: Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentus and brought to life by our special guests across the quality DevOps, cloud and business worlds. Greetings listeners, it's your host, Emma, and I'm extremely excited to talk with our guest today. I know that I say this every week, but I really do mean it, especially when today I'm joined by Sonia Lawrence, who is the Senior Global Product Compliance Manager at Tricentis. Sonia is quite the newbie here, but certainly not new to technology compliance, having excelled in that space for 15 plus years. At cloud-based tech companies such as Conversica and Oracle to the health insurance company Cigna. We couldn't wait to snap you up for the pod. So it's wonderful to have you, Sonia. How's it going today?
1: It's going well. Thank you for having me.
0: Brilliant. I know that you're based out in Austin and we do have a support team actually based over there. So it's just another reason to maybe visit one day. It's a place I've always wanted to go to. Definitely recommend it. Yes, it's a beautiful place. (laughs) Yes. So today for our listeners, we are giving secure and compliant software testing the spotlight. In your words, Sonia, security and privacy compliance is already a critical factor in organizational maturity and will only continue to grow in complexity and impact every company's ability to respond to market needs. This is the second episode of our test management talk series. We are going to discuss this ever-increasing need for cybersecurity that you mentioned, Sonia, through the lens Mm -hmm. of smart test management strategy. So let's start by setting the scene and addressing the need for compliance and security in the application development world today. Why do you think it's really critical for success and what are some of the complexities that it presents?
1: Sure. So in framing this and why it's so important, I'm going to mention kind of a couple of moments in time that happened in the recent past. So Prior to GDPR, which was fully enforced May mm-hmm. 25th, 2018, mm-hmm. um, most of the SaaS or cloud application space was um fairly unregulated. There were definitely security best practices, right, to protect your platform mm-hmm. and Your users. So that was always something that was important from the market perspective. But since then, so now that has been in place, I won't mention the two companies, but in 2021, we had two specific nation state um, security attacks that were extremely effective and that effect is still rolling through the marketplace and it's also mm-hmm. kind of changing the landscape of security for both cloud and on-prem products. So for me, I'm looking at it from a compliance perspective, you know, GDPR has always been the first and major driver. CCPA mm-hmm. came into effect in 2021, which is very wow. similar. And so mm. that's really the biggest part about this industry, becoming a regulated yeah. industry and really learning how to apply those best practices, principles, and making sure that the, the products developed could meet those requirements. Yes. And then secondly, from the security perspective, that landscape continues to be challenging and is changing. And so mm. the better teams can be ahead of those challenges before they go live into production with new features the better mm. for the product, the better for support, and you know, just in general, customer trust and uh, yes. appreciation for the product.
0: Yes, perfect. When you said actually that May twenty eighteen date that GDPR was really officially rolled out, I viscerally felt that. I remember that so well. <laughs> <laughs> working in tech, yeah. it was this overnight change that companies, mm-hmm. you know, in the art world and, and all over, had to pay attention to and gather their troops to tackle this. Absolutely. And as you say, with the likes of CCPA. That being, I just did have to Google that, the the California Consumer Privacy Act, which I'm sure reverberated (laughs) outside of California. Definitely. In the context of what you're saying. So yeah, it's really in those last three years or so that it's reared its head. It's always been there. A crucial facet that we see in software compliance for organizations is traceability, evidencing that you are continuously meeting the required regulations. Could you share some best practices on how best to evidence compliance in test case management?
1: Definitely. And I actually have a phrase that has really become close to me lately, which is whenever we look at a product roadmap, you know, there's a lot of vision and dreams kind of built into those roadmaps. Mm -hmm. And that's good. Compliance is proven with evidence, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that kind of bookends on the development process is really inherently built into test case management and test planning and test Mm -hmm. events, so mm-hmm. I think anything that comes out of test cases if there is a way to look at it from that kind of multifaceted prism of does mm-hmm. it support evidencing that we are doing privacy by design or security by design like there's always that window where your test cases can absolutely support more than one objective and coming from my background even more rigorous you know mm-hmm. design controlled environment which was controlled by the FDA sorry mm-hmm. I started with medical devices Uh, You know, testing in that sphere, which is driven by the principle Mm. of design control development throughout the entire process Mm. of product development, it became very clear in that space, too, very early on that if you can prepare your test cases and evidence that comes out of them, Mm -hmm. With checking the multiple boxes of proof, then Mm. it just streamlines the work for quite a few teams, you know, that later audit that you would go through with an auditor. So all of that, like that having evidence in preparation, making it part of the process where it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like it's overhead, it just is something that naturally Mm -hmm. kind of natively happens out of testing is ideal. And yes. that it makes audits so much easier because you can yeah. very clearly draw that line through the SDLC, the software mm. development lifecycle and state yes. with that evidence in hand. Here we are. You know, this yes. is how we've been doing it throughout yeah. the whole process. So, yes, it's
0: organic. I enjoy getting close to the teams so that they really start mm. to take that in mind and embrace it. Totally. You've already drawn on some of your experience there at Cigna with the design control mm-hmm. development aspect and that it was really... I want to say heightened, or, you know, it was made really clear that that traceability is so important for all of the stakeholders involved. Yes, exactly. Yeah, to draw on some more of your experience, so you have spent so many years advising on adhering to the regulations of numerous SaaS-based web applications. You know, in your previous role at Conversica as a Director of Information Security, as just one example, also at Cigna, what should be top of mind for our listeners, uh, do you think, when testing for compliance in SaaS apps uh, specifically? <laughs>
1: This is a really great current conversation and one that I'm actively working on today here at Mm Tricentus. So I think it's really important for the teams to look at that shared responsibility model once Mm -hmm. they start producing or already in the cloud space, the responsibility, Mm -hmm. the areas around application development and the OS being updated and current the operating system and the networking, obviously all the hardware too. Some elements of that also belong to the company. So I think really the Mm -hmm. guidance is Keep in mind that as you step into the SaaS space, your responsibility increases. And it's Mm -hmm. on all fronts, so it's the perimeter, it's user administration, Mm -hmm. it's making sure that your data collected, if you do have sensitive data, especially of any Mm -hmm. type, you really can prove that that is locked down, encrypted, transit Mm -hmm. is encrypted. And so Mm -hmm. those are things that, as I'm listing them out, because we're getting more into that technical space, it's Mm -hmm. very clear that that's something that would not be difficult to add to any kind of test plan to make sure that those critical elements, especially perimeter controls are in place and functioning and robust. Um, And then finally, both a nod to our own products, but also there are other many valuable and robust products in this space. The more you can automate, you know, the easier for everyone involved, both for your Mm -hmm. testers, Mm -hmm. as well as your developers and DevOps and SecOps teams. Mm -hmm. I would really encourage teams, even if you're starting out early, it just means that later on, you're not going to have a major tech debt item or mm-hmm. issue to deal with. So I highly encourage starting sooner than they think they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just making sure that you're doing it all along because then it makes mm-hmm. that one to three year event horizon where maybe that company is looking at going public or they are looking at potentially being incorporated through MA into another company. Mm-hmm. Those evaluations will be much stronger at that point if mm-hmm. they've done their homework up front.
0: Definitely. I I really admire that real plea, that conviction. And it ties into my next question, because clearly you have a passion for giving advice and helping others. And it doesn't just stop at your day job. I see that you're a board member for cybersecurity at California State University, and also a troop leader for Girl Scouts. (laughs) So I'm interested (laughs) to know what does your real clear passion for helping people bring to the compliance field and perhaps vice versa? Oh,
1: definitely. In fact, I've recently stepped back. I just became a lifetime member of Girl Scouts after doing it for seven years. Me and my daughter, the reason why I do it, going all the way to the end, we're going to do the Gold Award together. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool. (laughs) I didn't get to do it as a girl, but um, she is really into it. And so it's kind of a point for us to come together. But I, I think the passion aspect is what I've really identified recently, which is compliance at its core. Again, you have to have evidence. You also have to have a strong mm-hmm. plan to get there. And mm-hmm. I think that for me, my experience, in especially this area of cybersecurity, mm-hmm. compliance in general, is teaching the girls, is teaching anyone like I was doing with the California State University, mm-hmm. is to set that goal and to be mm-hmm. clear about what you're trying to achieve. It's also okay to, to scope out things that may not be critical or mm-hmm. important for your organization or personally. Mm-hmm. And so just to keep that clear plan in mind, keep that clear goal in mind, and as you're doing work, and this is where my program management comes in, those big projects and those big goals always look daunting, right? If you just look at the end point. But if you just start to break it down and do it as you go, again, kind of like that incorporation where it's an organic piece of how you develop. It's a day-to-day activity that you're doing for the next four to five years. Yeah, And just keep that in mind. And it will be achievable.
0: (laughs) Definitely. And you say really quite wonderfully on your LinkedIn, too, that you work with each employee. You consider every employee's role, you know, Mm -hmm. supporting those individual Mm -hmm. contributors right up to leadership. Mm -hmm and that then that approach makes that compliance for the organization more meaningful for everyone. Absolutely. Now, I'm very interested to know, you've already given a lot of good advice, but let's throw in some more. In 10 words or less, what's your best advice for anyone undergoing a digital transformation? We keep it quite general (laughs) to see how you want to interpret it. So
1: yeah, let me just take a moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So set your compliance target, set your scope and plan well. Perfect. I guess as well, you have to maybe incorporate some wriggle room there because compliance regulations are probably (laughs) ever-changing. Always, yes. Um, So yeah, having that adaptable approach. Exactly. And one last question. Sadly, it's gone so quick, but if you could change one thing about the application development world, Sonia, what would that be? It's
1: actually a two-part answer, but the main item is what I mentioned earlier is to bring these concepts in closer to the front of the development of a new idea Mm -hmm. and support it with a team who can help that development team learn. I mean, Mm -hmm. pairing up the actual framework, doing the work up front as you're building, especially the administrative design Mm -hmm. of users and Mm -hmm. data. Those are the two critical areas Mm -hmm. I see typically the most tech debt around many companies. And if that could be incorporated early on with that support, Mm -hmm. the right team, maybe it's one person up front, right? But if they have that support and that understanding and they know that they've got someone who's a lifeline internally, they'll just they'll just know that they've got that support. And it it does matter that it's people. Right.
0: Tools can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. as you say, even that's- if it's just one person, at least then it's that really clear defined role and that person takes exactly. accountability, yeah. ownership, and they're there and they can put that yeah. face to a name, especially in a work of, of Zoom when we're losing sight more and more of <laughs> who's who and who's, who does <laughs> what in companies. So <laughs> no, that's, yes, that's yes. Really, really valuable advice. Unfortunately, the time has come to wrap up. We do always want to leave our listeners wanting more, which I think we've done today. And You certainly have epitomized the girl scout slogan, which is do a good turn daily, I believe. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Thank you. (laughs) No, that's right. (laughs) Awesome. And as you are leading by example, sharing your vast knowledge and, you know, that definitely counts as a really good turn. So thank you. It's been really great to talk to you. Good luck on the Gold Award with your daughter. That's very exciting.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Enjoyed it and hope to see
0: you soon. (laughs) Yes, likewise. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. With Sonia's framing of why tech compliance and security is more paramount than ever, with the latest GDPR enforcements and recent severe security attacks, how can we not give it the proper attention? It's with very experienced and compassionate leaders like Sonia that we can navigate this ever-changing security landscape. So if anything stays with you from this episode, remember to set your compliance targets, set your scope, and plan well. For more information on strategic testing with the voices of veterans in the field like Sonia, be sure to check out our new ebook on making testing a competitive advantage in the resources section on www.tricenters.com. As ever, thanks for listening until next airtime.